And we're live. Welcome back to the Better Than Bitcoin podcast, where I talk about the future of money. I'm your host, Jamie Dabowskis. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving break. And before I get into some Bitcoin news, uh, I want to talk about the status of this podcast over the winter break. So I'll be bringing my podcast microphone back home to Florida. So just this thing right here, not the actual arm stuff. I can't bring it on the plane. It's too big. So the regular upload schedule of making a podcast every Sunday will stay intact. I like this upload schedule and I'll stick to it until further notice. I also plan on getting a better camera for Christmas. So this uh, webcam on my laptop uh, will get better than this. I also plan on getting a, a DJI Mavic Mini, the little camera drone, to make some cool YouTube videos on my uh, main channel. So I'll link that in the description below. I only have one video up about buying Bitcoin, but uh, I'll throw it up on the screen or description below, something like that. And so the my main channel, you know, these two things will increase the quality of my podcast and my YouTube videos dramatically. So you'll see that increase over winter break. Anyways, let's get into Bitcoin news. Um, in terms of uh, where the price might go, as of recording this on the daily chart of Bitcoin, I see two possibilities. I'll show you here. Some so since Bitcoin punctured the 61.8 retracement of this big move right here, from the uh, $3,000 low to the roundup 14k high, uh, it's, it punctured it right there. And if this is a big wave one and a wave two, wave two we usually look for this box right here from this 0.786 to the 0.618. So technically it went in that box. So there is a chance that it just like I said in the previous episode, go into the top of the box and just skyrocket from here. But um, yeah, but there are also, I see, as I'm going to tell you, there are, so I'm not, right now I'm going to talk about the bullish stuff and then I'll switch on to a bearish side and talk about both possibilities. So uh, I do see some bullish divergences from that low to this low. So you see the, uh, basically for those of you who don't know, a bullish divergence is when the price is seen to be making new lows from this low to this low, while the uh, lows in the MACD are seen to get higher lows. So you can, I'll draw a line for you so you can see it. See a little uptrend in the lows for the MACD, but yet there's a downtrend in terms of price. So that little, that's a little divergence, what's called a bullish divergence. And the, the opposite of this is called it's called a bearish divergence. So I'll show you an example of that now. It's not on the daily chart. It's on the uh, thirty minute chart that I saw. No, oh, it's a little small. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, it's a little small. But um, you see, as Bitcoin was making new highs right here in this little tiny uptrend, the uh, MACD made technically made a new high right here, and then when it made a new high from here to here, from uh. 7,500 to 7,800, you see the MACD didn't make new highs. So that's the opposite. That's called a, it's called a uh, bearish divergence, as you see right there. See, as it's widening out versus going in and the bearish, or in, in the bullish is going in, bearish is widening out. Just explaining a few things before I just start spewing out stuff so everyone knows them. So everyone's on the same page. Anyways, there also seems to be a bullish MACD cross on the daily chart right here. Almost. Not quite. Right here, you zoom in all the way. 
it's, it's close to crossing. Whenever the blue is on top of the orange, that's always a good sign. That's always very very bullish. And the uh, orange on top of the blue line means it's downtrend or very bearish. You see this little downtrend. I had the orange on top of the blue. But it's about to cross right here. Maybe I just might touch it and go further down. There's that possibility. But as uh, you zoom in on this little chart, I just like to do two hours. This little uptrend from a potential bottom at 6,500, this doesn't, this isn't confirmed five waves up right here. This seems like a one, two, one, two, and it's not complete and it's failing out of that one, two, one, two. So this could be one, two, one, two. Could be a bigger one, two, one, two. But I don't see that likely. Since there's no confirmed five waves off, off the low, that was put in last week at 6,500 right here. As I just said, uh, yeah, we could probably see new lows further than 6,500. I don't know an exact target, but I would look out. I wouldn't be surprised if it went lower. So a summary of all what I just said in the past, like, I don't know, five minutes, is that uh, in the short term, Bitcoin has a higher chance in my eyes to uh, see new lows that does have a start a new uptrend. In the longer term, I am a uh, super bullish, mainly because uh, the halving of Bitcoin, uh, the Bitcoin mining reward is coming in five months in March, March uh, 18th, 20th, I think, around that. Uh, which means uh, in pr there's been price history before and after halvings, there have been uh, dramatic price increases. So, uh, I'm not too worried long term, but uh, but technically, if you do get in technically now, which is me, you're basically like a early adopter. You're in a little early, which isn't too bad, but you might sit through all this. So that's not really fun, but overall, not that bad. So uh, some recent news I want to talk about is a Coin Telegraph uh, made an article and pointing out a possible uh, Santa Claus rally. <laughs> what I mean by this, or what the article mean, means by this, is uh, they pointed out in the past four years, Bitcoin has trended to move toward to move thirty percent, like on average, it's moved more or less. Uh, to move thirty percent uh, during the month of December. So uh, I'll actually show you. Not too bad to show. Daily chart and zoom out. So this, this, this is the month of December from here to here. So from, let's say 9,800 to the close on December 31st at 13,880. So I would calculate it, but eh. that's that's probably around 30%, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, so they pointed out that Bitcoin is trying to move 30% in either direction. This implies that volatility that will be increased for the start of this month, because it just started today, December 1st. Woohoo. It's officially Christmas time. So people should be careful not to get their faces ripped off with this increased volatility of the next month. And uh, yeah, just be careful overall. I'll link that article in the YouTube description below. So if you're listening on Spotify or something like that, 
just just come to the YouTube link of this podcast. Subscribe, like, stuff like that. Blah blah blah. Oh, another cool headline I wanted to uh, talk about is that Coinbase filed for a patent for an automated like know your customer enforcement tool. So a lot of exchanges, crypto exchanges, not just Bitcoin and crypto, but um, banks in general have this policy called know your customer. So like they have to do like background, not basically background checks to make sure you're not like laundering money through their services. Coinbase has a big, you have to like give them a picture of your ID, stuff like that. Uh, so basically Coinbase is now having, is now automating all of this so they can flag potential criminals automatically. Uh, this means they can automatically flag accounts for illegal activities like money laundering based on like a number of uh, factors, including like account age, transaction volume, transaction sizes, etc., all that stuff. So according to Coindesk, which is where the article is at, uh, accounts can be flagged and shut down using this tech. But if the transactions are more than $2,000, uh, then they can also hand you over to the authorities and you can get big trouble, get in big trouble. But this sounds like a cool tool for Coinbase to scare away all the real criminals. But the first thing that popped in my head when I read this article is that if it doesn't work the way it's supposed to, then it could potentially flag down legit customers and suck in innocent people into a whole mess of legal troubles and stuff like that, even though they're doing nothing wrong. Like maybe they're just, I don't know. But I know like Robinhood has an automated system that flags down people for day traders. And obviously if they're day trading on Robinhood, you have to go by a certain different rules than the people who just invest and hold. But I know Robinhood, if you day trade on it, they have to do different things. So the automatic bot that does that. And I know some people online on Reddit specifically that have like had problems like they, oh, I just traded twice just because I wanted to. And I got flagged for day trading, even though they're probably swing traders or something like that by nature. So that's 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 a scenario where it probably might not happen, or that's a scenario where, excuse me, might not be good for like a legit customer. But I overall, I I think uh, I I would assume if Coinbase rolls out this new tech, then they'll do some testing beforehand so it doesn't false flag people to get I don't know raided by FBI. But we'll just wait and see. That's all we have to do. I'll look the full Queen Desk article in the YouTube description below if you want to read the rest of the article. But it's a, it's a good read. Oh, okay. Moving on to one of the biggest uh, things I have to talk about today on this podcast is uh, one of the biggest pieces of news in, in the finance world just happened last Monday. So like a day after I ended the recording from my previous podcast. That's why it didn't make its way into that episode. But I guess I'll talk about it now. Basically, Charles Schwab, the big bank broker, stockbroker, Idge, they announced that they'll be buying TD Ameritrade for $26 billion in stock. The two companies will merge and now oversee over $5 trillion in client assets. This essentially is basically just two big banks merging together to make one mega bank. The deal was made possible when Schwab made their brokerage commission-free, forcing all the other banks like TD Ameritrade, E-Trade, all those other uh, brokerages to follow along and make their trades commission-free. And obviously, if they're making it commission-free, they're not going to miss. They're going to miss out on profits. So obviously, stock prices of all these companies just tanked. And when that, when Charles Schwab had all the other ones tank, I guess they found the opportunity to uh, 
buy out TD Ameritrade. It's kind of like clever. But when it comes to banks making trading commission-free and stuff like that, I'm all for it because it removes an additional barrier for the average person to get into investing, which I think is key to building wealth. But when it comes to the banks merging, I'm not so sure about this. I don't, I'm really against this because it's basically two banks to get combining to get bigger. And it's almost like a monopoly scenario. Like, I don't want everyone's money to be held by one big institution. It just gives that institution more power since it holds everyone's money. That's like, I guess, the path that will go if all the banks end up buying each other out. I know there's certain regulations on monopolies and stuff like that that the U.S. has, but still, it's like, makes me uneasy. I mean, in terms of Bitcoin, Bitcoin's all about holding and being charged your own funds. So I see this Schwab and TD Ameritrade merge as a big, big, big signal to buy Bitcoin because you should be in control of everything you have, ideally. So yeah, that's all I have to, uh, to all the articles and all the things I want to talk about today on this episode six of Better Than Bitcoin podcast. I'll see you guys later. Peace.